0: Welcome to The Nonprofit Story. This is Dr. Consuelo Mukes. I have a special guest with me today. So happy to have her. You're all going to know her, and we're all going to get ready to miss her, and that is Bettina Swigger, the current CEO of Downtown Slow.
1: Bettina, welcome to The Nonprofit Story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really special to be here in the studio today. KCBX has been such a big part of my San Luis Obispo story, and I just love this station. Bettina is getting ready to take all of her talents and skills to another state. Yeah, so I've been at Downtown Slow as CEO for five years, uh, celebrating my fifth anniversary this e- this month in October. We're a nonprofit. We partner with the city of San Luis Obispo, and our mission is to foster an economic and culturally vibrant downtown. So we put on um, a lot of the events and activities that families have treasured for many, many decades. We do the Thursday Night Farmer's Market. We do holiday activations. We run concerts in the plaza in the summertime. And then we do other events and programs designed to bring people downtown so that they will support local businesses. Um, And we also do a lot of advocacy with the city to make sure that downtown is a thriving place. Especially after pandemic. How is our downtown? It's been quite a journey. I'm not going to lie. The pandemic especially was, you know, a really challenging time, obviously, businesses were forced to um, not be able to operate. Our programs were also not able to operate. Um, but the good news is that we've come back and mm-hmm. we're, we're stronger than ever, actually. Um, downtown is doing really well. I was just recently at the International Downtown Association Conference in Chicago mm-hmm. and I was with my peers um, and we're all talking, these are people from big cities, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, San Francisco, New York. And a lot of those downtown or business improvement districts are really struggling, they have skyscrapers that are full of, you know, vacant offices where people are just now working from home and they haven't returned to the downtowns. Well, the good news is that mm-hmm. we don't have skyscrapers in downtown San Luis mm-hmm. Obispo. So mm-hmm. we don't have those kind of large scale vacancies in that regard. We do have some vacancies. That mm-hmm. is true. There's some large uh, retail establishments that have been vacated and they all happen to be on one block, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because it means when you're on that one block, it feels like there's a lot of vacancies. But actually, our vacancy rate is quite low. We're at about 8%, mm-hmm. which is quite good um, in yeah. the industry. And um, in the calendar year 2023, we have had 23 new businesses open. That's great. Um, we've got about 19 businesses that we know are slated to open um, in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had 16 businesses close. So that's a pretty healthy churn for it any is. kind of business environment. right? Another thing to consider also is that um, we went into the pandemic shutdown with two new hotels that had been um, kind of disrupting downtown with a lot of construction for many years and they both opened right before they got shut down Mm. and that means Mm. that there's a whole new um, complement of visitors who are coming downtown Mm -hmm. and staying in those hotels and it's really added so much to the economic activity and also just to kind of the feeling downtown it's fun to walk around and hear so many different languages being spoken and see people who are looking around at all of the trees and our charming buildings mm-hmm. and architecture and just saying, oh my gosh, this town is so cute. Yeah. You know, people love downtown
0: slow and they love slow in, in and of itself. They think it's a beautiful town and a beautiful city. What are those unique things about San Luis Obispo that you've learned as you've been in this position that maybe
1: was even a surprise to you? Oh my gosh. How much time do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've learned so much about um, the creek that runs through downtown that whole environmental ecosystem that exists the creek actually runs underneath a lot of downtown right so you can see it when you walk along the creek path and near mission plaza but it's actually underneath the buildings hmm. and there are some really interesting infrastructure challenges that go into that yeah. and um, yeah. I've learned a lot about public works and how what it takes to keep a tree canopy alive we love those trees downtown um, they're so beautiful and our organization puts up light so that it's a fun and vibrant when you come downtown at night But the tree roots cause damage to the pipes underneath the street. So Mm -hmm. that can be challenging. Um, We have older buildings, which adds to our charm. But some of those buildings also have some some challenges Mm -hmm. as well. (laughs) It's it's all part of just being in that public space management Mm -hmm. and trying to keep an eye out and um, and just learning about what it takes to really make and maintain a beautiful and vibrant district. So what about
0: the people of downtown? I'm sure that's a part of what you do, too. What kind of changes have you seen as far as who might be gathering downtown?
1: 85% of what I do is talk to people and um, I was joking around at this conference I was at recently that this is not a job for an introvert. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of personalities to navigate um, and I have just been so impressed with the creativity and resiliency of the downtown business owners. Um, they're some of the most imaginative people that, um, that I've had the privilege of knowing. Um, there's also, you know, a number of different kinds of people who come to downtown, right? Mm -hmm. So, In the morning, you might see a group of uh, retired people who are enjoying morning coffee before the sort of nine to five commuters come in. Then you see an influx of people coming from all over the county because downtown San Luis Obispo is the center, it's the county um, center. So we have a lot of employees who come in for government jobs and for other private industry um, roles. And then you have the shopkeepers, you have the hairdressers, you have the therapists, you have the attorneys. Um, and then at night, you have the nightlife, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a really interesting mix of students, of young people, and um, the hotels have brought in more visitors who are staying in the downtown, which is really cool because they do go out and enjoy the, the wineries and the coastal areas and all of the beautiful things that our county has to offer. But they because they're staying downtown, they're also walking around and having that pedestrian experience. Mm. So you feel like you've had any really big success
0: stories or changes in your time that you've been with Downtown
1: so much has changed Mm -hmm. um, but so much has also remained the same it's an interesting moment of inflection Mm -hmm. one of the things I'm really proud of is the collaboration that we've been able to do with the city of San Luis Obispo to really enhance and support um, some of the economic activities so uh, we're coming up on the holiday season and we um, get a generous grant from the city to decorate the holiday Mm -hmm. the Mission Plaza and put up these spectacular lighting displays um, as well as decorate public space throughout the downtown. That is something that we wouldn't have even thought was possible (laughs) before the pandemic because we just Mm -hmm. didn't have the financial resources for it. But we've now got public support for that. And then the private industry has stepped up with sponsorships. And it's literally lit up and made the downtown more dazzling. And that's such a critical time for downtown businesses because retailers really depend on those holiday shopping months to get them through. Um, Some other things that I've really seen flourish are the public art installations that have gone in. Um, I was thinking about uh, that one of the first projects that I was involved in was the installation of a mural at our parking structure on marsh um where canned pineapple came in and did this archway and that was a direct result i walked by that arch every single day on my way to work and i just thought who owns that it's so ugly it was just like a stucco arch and and i reached out to molly kano at the city and i said how could we make this like a pretty interesting welcoming thing and now it's this really beautiful piece of art um, welcoming people into our parking structures and then of course there's the cultural arts district parking structure which I won't be here um, to see go through construction but I think I'm going to come back for the opening day of the Slow Rep Theater when it's opening in its new spot in 2027. I can't wait to see that. That'd be great. Do you see a different economic
0: impact as far as jobs or anything happening because of the building up of downtown Slow
1: Yeah, it's challenging because we can see kind of where it's going and then there's always building pains um, when the construction is happening. It's disruptive, it's loud, it kind of messes with your mojo just to hear that noise all the time um, and to see the the mitigation of um, certain projects. But it's necessary, right? Because if you don't have development happening in a downtown that means it's really dying and nobody's investing in it so it's a little bit of a balancing act and what we've really tried to do is tell the story about how the businesses are resilient they are open despite these construction things that might be happening and overall a lot of the the new establishments that are coming in are designed to be mixed use which means they will have retail shopping services and then also people living downtown and that's that's, exciting That's the way it's got to be, right? Because there was this massive exodus of downtowns in the Mm. 1950s when we started kind of building freeways and suburbs. This is all across the United States. And um, the same is true in our downtown. We used to have more people living um, and working in a a dense area. And so it'll be great to see more people living downtown um, because there'll be a 24-hour presence. Mm. They'll be enjoying um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, theater, music, whatever, it happens all hours of the day.
0: If you are just joining us, this is the Nonprofit Story. I'm your host, Dr. Consuelo Mewks, and I'm so excited to be speaking with Bettina Swigger. She is the current CEO of Downtown Slow, but Bettina also has some other news to share with us today. You've been here uh, for quite a long time. People know you from different organizations. Uh, Festival Mosaic is one of them. You're getting ready to take another big leap in your life, which means you're going to have to leap out of this area. And Let's talk about that a little bit so people won't be shocked when they find out that you're gone. <laughs>
1: Yes, um, it's bittersweet to be sharing this news, um, especially here at KCBX. Um, in addition to my many roles in um, the nonprofit community here, I've also been a volunteer DJ here at KCBX. I had a show um, KCBX in concert. I was a co-host for that. And I've been featured um, on as a reporter on issues and ideas. And I've been a supporter of kcbX since I moved here in 2011 I will be going to be the next CEO of the downtown Boulder partnership mm. in Boulder Colorado wow so this is an <laughs> exciting opportunity for me um, I actually moved to San Luis Obispo from Colorado Springs um, oh. so I had I've lived oh. in the state of Colorado before mm-hmm. but I haven't lived in Boulder before and I'm so excited Boulder has a lot in common with San Luis Obispo mm-hmm. it's a very charming university town. Mm. It's got um, a lot of outdoor culture. It's got a lot of arts. It's got a lot of nonprofit activity. Mm. It's a very progressive, civic-minded community. And um, I'm really excited about this new opportunity. But I'm also Super sad to be leaving slow. Well, we're super sad that you're leaving. I know you know so
0: many people, and so many people know you, but you know, it's time for progression to happen, and they're fortunate to get you. But Thank as you. you get ready to go, let's know a little bit more about Bettina. I hear that you're writing a fiction book let's hear a little bit more about some of your creative activities too that you're doing
1: my entire identity as a professional has really been rooted in my own creative practice and I try to bring the curiosity and um, innovative approach that being exposed to the arts and being a creative person um, entail and that's been endemic in my career I will mm. say um, I've had the very, very good fortune of leading two organizations here in San Luis Obispo. I was executive director at Festival Mosaic. That's the job that brought me out here in the first place. I did that for eight years. Um, I was very involved with um, the San Luis Obispo Arts Council. I've been involved with the Slow Symphony Music Education Program. I've been involved with KCBX. And I'm also a writer. So I have been working on um, a memoir for several years now. And that project is about 80% complete. So I keep hoping that one of these days I'll be be able to share with the listeners that um, that book is ready for publication. (laughs) But in the meantime, I actually just finished writing a collection of poetry and I'm getting ready to launch that. So it's a collection of poems that I wrote primarily as an output of my morning pages, a journaling practice that I've been doing Mm -hmm. for many years and um, that's an offshoot of Julia Cameron's Artist's Way, if Mm -hmm. you're familiar with that, that book an iconic way to kind of unlock creativity. And so I have this book of poems and it's called Unlearning Lessons and I'll be announcing that on my website soon. Um, It'll be available as an ebook and as a print copy. And my website is BettinaSwigger.com. I'm gonna have to keep in touch with you through that. So Bettina, with
0: all of this that you've done and all of the diversity of your life, what do you feel are some of your most notable achievements since you've been here?
1: Oh my gosh, well, first of all, I think Anything that I've been able to accomplish has only been because I've been surrounded by other wonderful people who enable me to, to, to lead and to shine. Um, I don't think anything happens in a vacuum, and I certainly would never claim that I am singularly responsible for any one thing. I'm really proud of the work that I did at Festival Mosaic to expand um, the music education programs. Uh, we started a masterclass program there that I know has benefited a lot of the young musicians in this community. Um, and it's been really wonderful to see some of them. You know, Some of them started coming to masterclasses in 2011-2012, and now they're graduating from college. Some of them are getting music degrees. And I'm also a musician. I played viola for many, many years. And so that's been really wonderful to see that impact that bringing in professional musicians to this area um, to show younger musicians what's possible um, and how big they can dream. So that's really a big accomplishment. And uh, also in Downtown Slow, I think I'm really proud of the work that we've done as a team to expand the farmer's market and restructure some of the rules for participation to convert it from just being a place where you had to have a brick and mortar in order to have a booth at the farmers market to really truly being a incubator space for small business and entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. makers so the Thursday night on Highgera Street is in my estimation the most diverse most welcoming most inclusive environment you can find in the county it's free you will see the atheists you'll see the Bible thumpers you'll You'll see the Republicans, the Democrats, Planned Parenthood. You'll see um, every single facet of society and all of these people who are pouring their lives and their time into their small businesses. Every kind of cuisine you can imagine. Um, It's really amazing to see how that's expanded and grown. So I think those are kind of the two things I'm, I'm most proud of.
0: So if you still had a vision uh, of uh, you coming back here, let's say in about five, 10 years, what kind of vision would you have for San Luis Obispo downtown?
1: Well, again, I will say this is not my vision alone, but this is a shared vision with many other leaders in the community, uh, specifically for downtown. It's going to be really wonderful to see the Cultural Arts District take mm-hmm. shape. This is something that's been in conversation for many, many years, and the confluence of the Slow Rep Theater project coming into being the Slow Museum of Art with its leadership uh, with Leanne Standish and Emmer Saperstein. They're doing incredible work there. The History Center with the work that Thomas is doing. The Slow Mission, some of the work that they're doing in their gift shop and the incredible tours that they give every day at 1 o'clock. And then, of course, the Children's Museum with Michelle Jenkins. There's Mm -hmm. so many wonderful cultural institutions downtown, but they've kind of not been connected by the corridor. And I would also be remiss if I didn't mention Derek Johnson, our very capable city manager. He's capable is like not the right word for him. He's like a rock star and (laughs) high energy guy. He's amazing. And so there's there's a lot of vision that's coming together around this cultural arts district. And I can't wait to see it and come back and really see how it's supporting the local businesses, um, creating a destination for people. Because we know that when people travel, um, whether it's to a different city or to a different neighborhood, and it's for cultural reasons, they stay longer and they spend more money Mm -hmm. and they feel more connected to the community. Do you have any
0: advice for the people of this area of how we can be more supportive of our downtown
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you can do is go downtown and support the businesses, right? So I am, like many of you, I do go on social media and I see some comments, especially about high cost of parking, which I understand. And believe me, I'd rather not talk about that here on this interview. And it's also easy, I think, for us as human beings to pay attention to negative narratives. The fact of the matter is, though, that downtown is thriving, and it's full of wonderful businesses. There are so many different businesses to support. The number one thing that you can do, I understand that shopping online is convenient. I do it too. I am not a saint. I do not have a a downtown halo shining over my head. But if you can make some really intentional choices this holiday season and support your downtown merchants, that's going to make the difference for our downtown.
0: Anything else that you can ask the people to do to be supportive?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of resources on our website, downtownslow.com. We have such a great team of people. I would encourage you to go and sign up for our, our weekly delivery. That's a way that you can find out about all of the things that are happening downtown every single week. The board of directors has hired an interim CEO who will be taking over for me when I leave at the end of October. Her name is Adrienne Harris, and she's a very well-known person in the nonprofit community. She's done interim executive director and CEO roles in a couple of different spaces and she'll be here seeing the team through the holidays because the holidays are a big heavy lift for our team at downtown slow so yeah I think Adrian will be stepping in and taking some of that and um, the board of directors will be making a decision about who the new permanent CEO will be and I'm excited to see who that will mm-hmm. be
0: if you had just a few words you would like to say to the community
1: now as you get ready to leave I think when I first came to San Luis Obispo, I had a vision of it as being a little bit of a small town and it is a small town, but it is so much more than that. It's a place that people live because they want to be here and having lived in other areas where it's not that kind of an intentional community, right? People just live in a place frequently because it's where they grew up because they don't have access to go anywhere else. People really care and are passionate about this place. And sometimes that can be a little bit frustrating because everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to get involved in really beautiful ways. But I think if we can all just take a breath and remember how beautiful this place is and that we all want to be here, we can realize that we can really do some pretty amazing things.
0: Was there anything you wanted to tell us about what's happening in downtown SLO before you go?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're getting ready for the holidays. That's the big push right now. So Mm -hmm. holiday parade coming up December 1st. That's going to be a wonderful time. The theme is um, Out of This World. So there's going to be some fun alien (laughs) costumes about. And the holiday plaza is going to be decorated with dazzling lights. There's going to be a music and light show. And new businesses are opening all the time. So come downtown, support them.
0: We are sadly saying goodbye to Bettina Swigger, who is the CEO currently of Downtown Slope. And we're wishing you all of the best.
1: Well, I would like to also remind you that Downtown Boulder, where I will be living, is just outside of Denver, Colorado. And we have a convenient direct flight from our San Luis Obispo airport to Denver. It just takes two hours. Come visit. And I would be happy to show you around my new community. And I will definitely be back. Bettina, thank you so much. I want to just say thank you to KCBX for being such an absolutely wonderful treasure of a public radio station. Um, This place has been so special for my personal development, my professional development, and um, I'm really going to miss it. And I, I hope to come back and I'll see you at Live Oak next year.
0: I've been speaking with Bettina Swigger, the current CEO of Downtown Slow, who is leaving us to go to Colorado, but she's going to be back. And this has been The Nonprofit Story. Thank you for joining us.